This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the NFL! I'm trying. What up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. I'm your host. I'm Jesse Schneeman. I'm here with my wonderful co-hosts. We're all here. First co-host. Quarterback prospect, Clayton Toon. Major Mike Casper. What's up, Mike? What's up, Jesse? I'm telling you, you have a doppelganger. He looks just like you. I could only help. I could only help. <laughs> and of course, my main man Chad Mendoza. How you doing tonight, man? Chad? I'm doing all right, man. I love the intro. It can, these things can never go smoothly for us. No matter. <laughs> well, I clicked go live three times before it actually listened to me. So that's what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're trying, guys. We are. We are. We're having a good time. Hey, what we did do was. Pay attention to the combine. I watched it all weekend. It was a lot of fun. So we're going to have some combine talk. Um, before that, Chad, I'm going to put you on the spot. What are the Giants going to do with their two star fruit? What's going to happen? Um, I think, I think uh, as of right now, I think they get both taken care of. Um, but, you know, I think that's a little bit optimistic. I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a chance if they franchise Daniel Jones, Saquon's gone. So, um, you know, it, it all predicates on Daniel Jones signing that contract. So we'll see how it goes. But man, I really hope they they both stay. So they're just they're just not going to pay what Saquon what he wants. Is that why you're saying? He's no, because the cap hit. So if they if they franchise Daniel Jones, that's a massive cap hit, and they uh, need to get new receivers in. They need to you know sure up the offensive line they need some defensive help they just can't afford saquon at that point um so it's one of those things you know the best case scenario i think for me is um getting both deals done and you know being reasonable (laughs) which i mean you can't blame these guys for not being reasonable but uh yeah i mean we'll see what happens what if they use the non-exclusive tag on on dimes, you think that that would help the cap a bit, allow them to? Well, you can only tag one player, right? Yeah. So, so non-exclusive, it's I think it's only thirty-five mil instead of forty-five mil, and no. So the the tag the tag uh the tag I think is thirty-three if I remember correctly. It's around there, thirty-two, thirty-three, some somewhere around there. So no one's 
no one's going to really go out and sign him to an offer sheet if you do that, right? Because they'd have to give up two firsts. Yeah. Nobody's giving up two firsts and paying top dollar for dimes. No, no. Uh, yeah, that'd be a safe. That'd be a safe way to go. But I think they want to get a deal done with him. Yeah, um, of course. You know, so I think they're 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 going to use the franchise tag if they have to. But I think that comes at the ex- the uh, expense of Barkley. Yeah. Well. Oof. Man, what if Barkley were to go to the Eagles? Uh, I don't think I don't think that would happen. Why? Because. Because you don't Bar- want it to? <laughs> no, because Barkley, Barkley's a giant. He's not going to the Eagles. Okay, right on. Right on. Uh, you know, there's a massive opening in the Eagles' backfield, and uh, they happen to have a GM that knows how to get things done. So. Yeah, not happening. Dream on, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> that, that is just a fantastic dream. Um, Mike, question about the Broncos. Um, we think they're going to do it running back. So, I mean, you can't depend on Javante, right? And everybody else is sort of whatever. So, um, so I honestly don't think our GM's one who's going to pay up, quote unquote, for a free agent running back. And I don't like any of them, to be honest. So, here's what I think is going to happen. You, you ready for this one? It's going to blow your mind. All right. So, they're going to bring Latavius Murray back. Number one, because he did well, and he's going to be able to cover for while Javante recovers. He's already been with Sean Payton, so they're going to bring him back super cheap. Oh, that's true. But it's what, a nice I'd love, connector. what I would love to see, depending on what happens with legal proceedings, is a trade for Alvin Kamara to the Broncos. Wow. Okay, but have he's going to miss the first six weeks or so. Sure. Sorry. Right. I mean, that doesn't – okay. I Matt mean, Murray can fill that, but – I think he's owed quite a bit anyways, and I don't know if New Orleans will want to keep him around and maybe Sean will stick his neck out for him. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think that's good. That and yeah, and, and let's just do, let's just put Michael Thomas in that trade too. So they'll trade for Michael Thomas. Oh, Michael Thomas too. Oh boy. Nice. Yeah. Michael Thomas is gonna get cut, I assume. <laughs> I could see him coming to Denver, especially if he gets cut. That that would be interesting. Yeah, and he's gonna have to sign a one year prove it, probably five to eight million kind of deal. So I just want more weapons. So there's no excuses this year. Yeah. Well, you have a coach, so I, I think you're fine. You know, I, I think you have a coach that coach that is going to work with Russell and, and that Russell wants to work with. He had, he had, he wanted no parts of anything. No hack it. It, he, I, it really looked like he wasn't even trying for him. You know, as soon yeah. as hack, it got it was just weird. Yeah, as soon as Hackett got fired, well, maybe maybe Russ just took a nice long dump and just started to feel better, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's what he needs. Whatever it takes. The the other, I mean, I guess this is applicable to, you know, the Broncos and the, you know, aforementioned Giants, but this is a good class to really need a, a running back without, you know, spending a shit ton on one. I think there's going to be some really good running backs in the fourth round. Um, and I could see, you know, Denver going out and getting a guy they think can be a three down back in, in case of emergency with Javante Williams. So, um, yeah, and I can see, I can see them doing the same thing with, uh, maybe less so with the giants just because they need some, so many other pieces, but, um, you know, that is a possibility as well as just getting a guy and saying, okay, just in case we can't get the deal done with Saquon. 
Um, or, you know, we can't get the deal with Saquon. We need to go out and get a guy and not spend a lot on him. So, Yeah, it's funny. I think all three of our teams are kind of in line to do that. The Eagles, Larry Roseman's never been one to – Never one to to take a running back high. Miles Sanders is the highest running back he drafted, and that was mid second round, I guess. So I, I could see us taking a third round running back. You know, see who falls to that point and whoever they like, whatever style they want. I, I do think that the mocks of the Eagles taking Jameer Gibbs at the end of the first round are ridiculous. He doesn't fit our system. <laughs> running running quarterback don't throw to why to don't throw to running backs. And especially in our system, like we don't throw to running backs very often. We used Gainwell a little bit, but that's not that's not a, a mainstay of our offense. It would be a complete waste of talent on our offense. I, I don't see it. Um, if B. John somehow was there, I could see that, but that's that's kind of a pipe dream. He's, he's not going to last. Yeah, speaking speaking of uh, B. John, do you guys want to get into the combine? I do. I do. Yes. Nice segue. Can I ask you guys about a trade, though, first, real quick? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, so I I was going back and forth with a guy in a league today. Um, Nice guy. really. He's new to the league, really good dude. Seems like he's been just kind of trying to rebuild his team, and he he took over a real dog. So he's trying to flip some assets, and he, he picked up hits at a trade, and I'm interested in him, but the price is, to me, outrageous. I mean, I understand DTC agrees with him. What do you guys think about um, Lance and the 107 for Pitts? And I got to give him Chick. Probably. What's the premium? Uh, I think it's one and a half. I think that's about right, to be honest. I mean, it's just... If I'm betting on a player, I'm betting on Pitts over Lance. It's pretty easy. The 107 is kind of tough for me just because I like the quarterbacks in this class, and, and I think the last one that's going to be available is either going to be Levis or uh, or uh, Richardson, which I'm fine with You know, either one of those guys there at 107. And so if you're asking me you know, if I'm giving up you know, Levis or Richardson and Trey Lance and Chig – Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just depends on on how you see that 107. If you miss out on those quarterbacks and you're you're just taking a, a wide receiver there, um, like Addison or somebody, yeah, you know, which I like Addison a lot, but we're Tucker, you know, Mike. you know, with that premium, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean that's yeah. tough. I I would say it's kind of it's it's a you got to pay up for for Pitts still, you know, and nobody's gonna give him cheap. Yeah, there's there's no discount like. I've heard other places that there was a Pitts discount. I haven't seen it, I mean, obviously. So, you know, I, I thought it was a fair offer, and I let it sit for a while, and I thought about it before I rejected it. It wasn't like an auto-reject or anything. It's just I, I think it comes down to, for me, number one, I'm in a rebuild, and do I want to give up a bunch of pieces for one player when I'm rebuilding and I need almost everything? And number two <laughs> – I think I'd rather take the risk and hold Lance and, and assume that he's going to start for someone this year and regain some value. Or am I? Or, or that? No, I, I'm, I'm on you. I, I lean, I definitely lean the Lance side. And I think there probably is more value there, especially with Chig. I think Chig needs to be taken out of the trade. I think the, the discussion has to be Lance in the one Oh seven 
for Pitts. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, I think is is fairly back. close, and even there, I still lean the the Lamb side. Yeah, it was giving me back like Josh Palmer in a fourth or something. It's stuff that I didn't really want. Yeah. All right. What do you cool. think, Mike? Yeah, no, I, I agree with pretty much everything Chad said there. I, I think it's really close. I could see either if I was on a rebuild, I'd probably go with the Lance side. Hope I get something, some value spike in one of the quarterbacks or whatever I get there at the 107 and then, you know, trade it off and continue to rebuild. But Also, realistically, that 107 is probably way more. If if a quarterback does fall to 107, it's way more valuable at that point when, when I'm on the clock. Yeah, for sure. For sure, I agree with that. I, I hate trading draft picks this time here because I don't know what I don't know what's going to be there. I, I can be selling. Well, that's that's the that's part of the the alert, right? Like you, I think now's the time. You know, everybody says, "Well, I don't want to trade it yet because I don't know what's going to happen." But now's the time to really try to get a feel of what you think is going to happen because, I mean, if you're as crazy about dynasty as you know the three of us are, you probably know more than your league your league mates do, or you have a better feel for what might happen than your league mates do. So find your league mates that don't really follow football in the offseason that well. Try to take advantage of them there. Um, but there's there's definitely ways to position yourself in the offseason when, yeah, there are some uncertainties, but you can take advantage of people who are not really following things at the moment. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll try that in a DWZ Patreon league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be the exception. <laughs> All right, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal Jesse's job now. Does that sound oh, cool? I'm going to yeah. take over. I'm going to ask the questions. Yes, you do it, Mike. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to be honest. I did not get to watch any of the Combine Live. So um, I'm I'm just looking at some of the stats right now. Pleasantly pleased. Um, But, yeah. So first one is going to be who wowed you guys the most at the Combine that you were just like, wow, that was that guy had a heck of a Combine. And obviously we're talking just fantasy relevant players here. Yeah. Chad, you uh, Anthony, Anthony Richardson. I mean, easily, you know, I don't think there was another player that, you know, fantasy relevant player that wowed me as much as, you know, he did, you know, Bijan's combine was, was nice, but it wasn't like a Saquon combine or, you know, even a Jonathan Taylor combine. Um, so for the ignorant chat, what, what wowed you the most about it? I mean, he's just probably the best athlete the NFL has ever seen at the quarterback position, which Excellent. I wasn't expecting. Except so, for Randall Cunningham. Shut up, Jesse. That's just not true. <laughs> but uh, so <laughs> we've been going back and forth about this in, in, in the DWZ uh, Patreon chat. Uh, yeah. Anyways, at 244, the things that Richardson did at this combine were absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, I knew he was going to be a plus athlete. Even, I mean, I mean, it's easy to see he's going to be an elite athlete. I just ex- didn't expect for him to put up an all-time performance. Um and I think that does change things a little bit for me as far as, you know, how I'm willing to buy into him a little bit because, you know, being an elite athlete buys you time to try to become a better quarterback. Uh, we've seen that with Justin Fields, and maybe that's not Justin Fields' fault as far as, you know, the situation he's in with everything being bad around him. But you can see with that situation – his athleticism is is what's gotten his value to the point where it is right now. And so even if Richardson needs time, if he can use that athleticism and somebody can take advantage of that, whatever offense that, that is, um, you know, he's going to, he's going to keep that value and, and you're going to be able to move on from 
from him in the future, even if you feel like he's never going to develop. So, and Chad, do you think, he, and Jesse, you can chime in too. Do you think he's jumped either the, you know, Stroud or Bryce Young as far as expected draft position who'd be drafted higher? First of all, I just want to say, Chad, stop whining. Stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I heard that in the background. I think I think my kid's watching a dinosaur show on Netflix right now. It's like a Pixar dinosaur show. Uh, and so every time he watches it, yeah, he's it's not whining. He's he's roaring. He he's trying roar. to scare yeah. he's trying to scare oh, everybody. Nice. So I think that's what he's doing. Okay. Yeah, that, that didn't sound like a cry from him. <laughs> so his yeah, he's raw. That's what he's doing right now. I thought you were crying. <laughs> Go ahead, Jesse. You answer first. I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think he's Anthony Richardson because of his performance at the combine? Do we think he's oh. going to be drafted ahead of a Stroud or a Young, and maybe make this a two-parter? I would love to see him in Seattle or Detroit, to be honest. And do you yeah, have a preference there? I don't think he's jumped either one of the, them because CJ Stroud had a hell of a combine. Um, not as far as testing numbers go because he didn't run um, or jump. I don't think any of them jumped. Oh, no, some of them did, but he did not. But he just he looked so good throwing the ball in the throwing drills, man. C.J. Stroud was real smooth. And Bryce Young is going to look great at his pro day. I mean, that's what it's for. Um, I, I don't think he has, no. And especially with Bryce Young coming in at 204, Mike. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's uh, two or three pounds less than Kyler. So he's right there. I think he takes all those questions out the window. He was eating creatine burgers. It's probably why he didn't work out is because he's just getting fat over the last couple of weeks. Probably. Yeah. But no, I, I think what it did was solidified him as a top five pick. But I don't think that he's he's jumped either of those guys. Although all it takes is one NFL team to disagree with me and think that he's you know, got the potential to be better than any of the other guys. So all it takes is a is a is a team that wants upside. You know that that is shooting for the upside over the the, the safer, you know, Stroud or Bryce Young. What about you, Chad? Chad, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> 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 muted myself uh, by accident, but yeah, no, I, I don't think he's jumped either one of them. I think he's still in that three or four range, depending on who you talk to. But um, I still like Levis a little bit more, I would say, as it's hard for me to change that opinion this late. But, um, you know, depending on landing spot, that could definitely change because that is a big, big, big thing. Uh, but as of right now, he's still four for me, and I think he's going to get drafted probably fourth. I mean, I could see a team, you know, loving his intangibles and, and going up for him. And maybe he is the third guy off the board. Um, and if he does land in Seattle, I think that is the best landing spot, in my opinion. That so would I would love that, especially because he could, you know, he could uh, sit a year behind Geno, which I think would be beneficial. And lean on so. the running game. And I just think, I think Pete Carroll knows how to use a quarterback like that. Um, yeah. I, I think they'd be really good. That'd be a really good match. I, I will also add, though, Mike, that it wasn't all spectacular for Richardson. So in the throwing drills, uh, he wowed with the deep ball. Like, he really showed off the arm strength. He was throwing it from his own nine and hitting receivers on the 30, on the other 30. So, like, 
60 balls on a, you know, on a rope every time. And it really looked pretty. But then the intermediate throws were inaccurate as hell. He was, he, I don't think he connected a single, a single post route. So it looked awful. So the accuracy is a real problem at right now, but that obviously can be coached. Gotcha. And who wowed you the most, Jesse? Uh, I'm going to go with Marvin Mims. You know, coming in, I was hopeful. Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Yep. Woo. Got it. <laughs> uh, you know, I was hopeful that he would test well, but I, I honestly did not think that he would. He ran a four three eight. Um, let's look at his his vert. I believe was pretty good. I'm bringing up numbers here. Actually, not great at, at vert. Uh, vert was thirty nine and a half. Broad jump ten nine. Three con six nine. Yeah. So um, good, really good testing numbers. Better than I thought. And uh, he's a bit bigger than I thought as well. So sorry. Give me one sec to bring up Marvin. Do you have his Do you have his size right there, Mike? I'm not sure if this is his combine. It, this is on NFL.com. It says 5'11", 183. Yeah, that's it. So that's bigger than I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be in the 170s. Yeah, 5'11", 183. So not as small as I thought, faster than I thought. Um, just tested better all around. Uh, they're giving him a starter grade on NFL Network. I could see that. Okay. Um, yeah, one five five split, ten yard split, which is pretty good. Um, Thirty nine and a half vert, which is near elite, um, if not elite. I'm not sure. I think you got to be around forty forty one to be elite. But uh, ten nine broad jump is really good. And uh, oh, here's the three cone is a six nine. So yeah, testing numbers really really much better for Marvin Mims. He to me he's a high second rounder at this point, pending draft capital. But I think. You know, in the NFL draft, he's going to go in the second round. What What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I, I like Marvin Mims. I think uh, there's a good chance he goes in the, in, in the second or the third. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those, you know, good guys to find yourself with in the second round of, of uh, rookie drafts, so of dynasty rookie drafts. Yeah, yeah, definitely kind of. Took himself from a, to me, a late second round average prospect to a really good high second rounder. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets better draft, draft capital than I expect. Wouldn't be surprised if he snuck into the late first round of some rookie drafts. Yeah, I'd be shocked at that, to be honest. For me, if he crept into the first round. We'll um, see. We'll see. I mean. It's going to depend on draft capital and, and where he where he actually ends up, but. Right. I just he gets the perfect landing spot and really good draft capital. I'm saying yeah. that it could happen. I think there's still like for me, there's still five or six wide receivers firmly ahead of him. Um but yeah, I mean I like him as a as a good second round option. Uh, for sure four. Um yeah, depending on how you feel about downs. He didn't compete though, did he? Yeah, downs downs a um he had a pretty good day at the combine. So you, you know, that's actually. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm gonna steal your job. <laughs> um, 
we didn't get to downs last week, Chad. You were you were um, teasing that you're kind of you were down on him. Can you say why? Can you tell us why? Well, I, I thought he was going to be a little bit slower than he than he actually was um, okay. in the forty. And you know, I mean, I'm just I like him. I mean, he's a he's a very productive wide receiver. It just you know, there's a lot. There was a lot of people talking about him a month or so ago as being like you know, 106, 107 range, which I just don't see that. Oh, wow. That's not where I'm going to pick him. I mean, so, four four eight. It's not like he's a blazer. He's fast. No, four four eight's a good time for him, though. That's a really good time for him. Okay. Um, that, I think that's better than what, you know, a lot of people kind of expected. 59171, North Carolina prospect. Uh, 448, 40, 149, 10-yard 10, 10 split, which is really good. 38 and a half vert, which is good. 10, 10, 11 broad jump is really good. So, yeah, good testing numbers. Yeah, it was a good, you're right. It was a good day for Josh Downs. So, all right. He's, he's again, like I, I, firmly um, it, in the high second round for me. I, I liked his tape better than I liked Marvin Mims. I thought, I think he can do more than him. I think, I think him and Mims are just kind of in that same tier for me. I like Downs a little bit better than Mims, but yeah, same. Yeah. Um, Right. You know, I just don't like them as much as like the Addisons and Quentin Johnsons and JSNs and Zay Flowers and the, those guys. Right. Yeah, I definitely have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. Jalen Hyatt's another guy that I have above those two. So, go big orange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Ready ahead. for the next one? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, who do you think took the biggest fantasy hit because of the combine? And I'm thinking. Like Kyron Williams last year, he pretty much tanked after he ran a super slow 40. Do you think there was anyone that testing yeah. really kind of came in really small, super slow? Or um, Do you have anybody off the top of your head, Jesse? Not, not off the top of my head, actually. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it. Do you, Chad? Um, I mean, I have one. The one The one that really sticks out for me is uh, uh, Tucker. Because I, he just didn't compete, which blows my mind. Like I, the fact that he didn't even run, you know. Well, he and he and Zach Evans both. I, I, I have to, I have to because we didn't see either one of them. I have to think that there's injury situation going on. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, you would think that would be reported because there was guys that were injured, and uh, you know their agents are quick to throw out like, hey, they, they've got some injuries. I didn't but there was no report on them being injured at all that I yeah. that I saw, and I, I mean, if that is the case, then yeah, I'm 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 an idiot and just missed it. But no, I couldn't find anything. But that doesn't mean I mean these these guys are amateur athletes, so they don't have to share their information at all. Their injury? No, 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 no. But it's in their best interest too if they're hurt, you know. Yeah, uh, but, you know they they may have made that um that that information available to NFL teams and not the public. Yeah, um, there are HIPAA laws involved. Yeah, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're forced to. I'm just saying, you know, I think it would be in their best interest to get out in the public that they're not, you know, just skipping out on the combine because they're scared, you know, because you have Goddard on the broadcast talking about how he didn't run a forty because he knows he's slow and he didn't want the, that information out to the public. You know, to be perfectly honest. If if I'm a prospect, I don't give a shit what the public thinks. I care what, what NFL teams think. And if, if I'm good with the NFL teams and, and they know that I'm injured and that I'm either going to run at my pro day or I'm not, then that's that. You know, I, I honestly don't give a shit what Twitter thinks. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like it, public opinion, I just think never hurts and it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't hurt anything to tell people, yeah. you know, like, it's not like people are going to be guys, like, so these guys have a lot of pride though. And yeah. honestly, HIPAA laws, HIPAA laws exist for a reason. And so if some people don't want their medical information being public, I can understand that. Some people we know you love Sean Tucker, Jesse, but I'm the fact is, the fact is he didn't, he didn't compete. I doubt he's injured. He didn't yeah. compete. I love Sean Tucker, uh, but, you know, he didn't even try to show off his best attributes. Uh, and he's not the best running back in the class. He's not He's not a guy that is locked in as a, you know, day one pick, you know, if there is a such thing as a, for a running back. So I, I don't I, – I just don't get it. I think – I mean, in my opinion, that hurts him a ton because he, he didn't weigh what we thought he would weigh, uh, you know, and he just – didn't do anything else. Like he came in smaller and did nothing. Actually, no, he was two oh eight. That's I he was listed at two oh five in college. Yeah, I mean I thought he was gonna come in at least two ten. If he's hurt and can't work out. Jesse, he's not hurt. He's not hurt. <laughs> We're gonna have to wait for info on that. He's not right. hurt. So my answer, Mike, is is um two guys that did actually compete. And there are two guys that I thought um hurt their stock, both of them. And they both went to the same school. Go Big Orange. You know, I thought Jalen Hyatt uh, running above a 4-4 really hurt his case, considering that's his calling card and that's supposed to be his elite trait. You know, a 4-4-1 is not bad. That's that's legit NFL's deep speed. But he was supposed to be, you know, rugs fast. And he's not. He was four four zero. I mean, he was the sixth fastest wide receiver. It's not yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to hurt him too much. I, for I me. think it hurts him. I think it takes him out of the first round conversation. Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. There's still talk about him being the first wide receiver off the board Whoa. from some from some mock drafters. So they're obviously hearing something. Wow. Okay. You know, and they and these NFL teams already have their GPS times and stuff. Sure, that's true. Um, the other one, Cedric Tillman. You know, he did not test the way I thought he would. Not that I thought he, he did not test poorly. He tested pretty average across the board. Um, I I thought he was going to test more freakishly, and he didn't. So I think that hurts him a bit. It might take him down to third round. I'm, I'm just going to disagree with that again. Okay. <laughs> Makes for a good podcast, right? But no, I, I, like, I just knew he was going to be an average performer at the combine i thought he was gonna run better um you know six three two thirteen is a big boy but I, he's he's I not a good him. athlete that's the one thing i am i am disappointed about i thought he would be heavier i thought he was um, too yeah i thought i thought he would be heavier and i thought he would be a little bit taller um than he actually came in at mm-hmm. so that that is a bit of a disappointment uh, but as far as the actual numbers go, that's right in line with what I thought he would do. He's so just four, not a he's not a great athlete. Yeah, four five. He's an four, average athlete. Four five four forty for his size is average. Yeah, it's average. Yeah. One five three ten yard split is above average. Thirty seven inch vert is average. Ten eight broad jump actually is above average. That's pretty good. I, mean, I, I had a forty inch vert. What's that? Hyatt yeah, I thought I thought Hyatt did well. I think I think he's going to be fine. He did um, have a pretty introvert, so yeah, that that's true. That is good. But again, what I've what I the the case that I've heard made for him is that he has this super elite attribute, his speed, 
and he didn't show it. Hmm. So, I mean, he showed that he's fast, not super elite fast. Okay, uh, this is just a bonus for me. So there's one guy that I really uh, in, enjoyed seeing the testing numbers for because I really like him, and, and um, he's kind of the uh, below-the-radar wide receiver that I really, really like, and that's uh, Rasheed Rice. And uh, yeah. he jumped out of the building on his vert. Yeah, he, um, let, all re- he uh, let all receivers with 41 inches, right? Yeah, and I was scared he was going to run really slow, but he ran a 4-5, which is fine for him. Yeah. For um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's – I think he's a, he's a good he's a good receiver who's going to find himself drafted probably around like, you know, uh, late day two, I think, or maybe maybe even you know mid early round three. Um, but I really 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 like him. Uh, I know, I, I know he because uh, he went to SMU. I'm pretty sure he broke like all of Emmanuel Sanders's records. Yeah, yep. SMU, so there's yeah. something about SMU receivers. I always just really like them. Uh, they're 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 a feisty bunch. But I, I really like Rasheed Rice. Uh, God, I'm pulling for the Giants to draft him. He's he's a guy that I think can you know uh, outperform his his uh, draft capital at least what they're where they're saying he's going to go right now. Four five one one four nine split forty one inch vert. Yeah, dude six one two oh four and he plays like Debo. You know, yeah. he, he'll he'll run you over. I thought he was measure bigger than that. I thought I thought Rushy Rice was bigger than that, but oh well. All right. Well, you guys haven't talked about the running backs yet, and everyone's hot and heavy about the. Uh, Before we do that, I have one more surprise. Okay. Go for it, um, Jonathan Mingo. Holy shit! Yeah, Mingo. Yeah. Um, damn, I just we bring him up. So yeah, Mississippi, Jonathan Mingo. Mississippi, Jonathan Mingo, really deep wide receiver. Player. Okay. Um. You know, did he go to the Senior Bowl? I know he's a senior. I just can't. I don't remember if he went to the Senior Bowl or not. He did go to the Senior Bowl and actually had positive reports. That's good. Uh, 6'2", 220. Dude is a monster and looks every bit of He's ripped, right? 4'4", 40 at that size? I thought he was going to be slow as shit. One five four split, 39.5-inch vert, and uh, was second best with 22 bench press reps, which is – Really good for a wide receiver. So this yeah. dude is big and strong and fast. Four four six for a guy six two two twenty. That's sick. I did not think Jonathan Mingo was going to be that. He is my vote for this year's like um, Alec Pierce sort of uh, size speed kind of size speed strength kind of guy. I guess Pierce doesn't really have the strength part of it, but add some strength to Alec Pierce, and you might have Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, but Pierce is a big boy too, so. Yeah, he is. He is a big boy. So, like, this is kind of like he he kind of came out came out of nowhere um, to be a, a late second round, early third round pick in rookie drafts last year. I think Mingo might be able to um, kind of pull off the same thing. Yeah, it's 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 a little it's a little confusing for me just because I know a lot of the um, a lot of the criticism of him has been around his ability to separate. And so with that 40 time, it's just a head scratcher a little bit because you're like, okay, why can't this guy separate? You know, like if he has that speed and that size, you know, he should be able to get out of his breaks and, and find some, some space. But 
he, he hasn't been able to, and his production numbers kind of show that. Um, he just wasn't a very productive player. Yeah, so, I mean, he played slot in college, which is weird, you know, for that size. So he's like a big slot. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's – it's Very raw. Can't run a route, you know. Um, didn't run a three-cone, so we don't know what his agility looks like. But, I mean, I have watched him. He's not, like, very agile. He's not going to get open with quickness, that's for sure. Yeah, but you think you think with that speed he'd be able to pull away from from some defensive backs. Uh, but yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Interesting. Um, it'll be yeah. I mean, it was very impressive his his uh, performance at the combine for sure. Uh, I guess maybe reminds me a little of Victor Cruz. Big big slot does it with strength and and um, athletic like strength and speed and athleticism. But uh, isn't necessarily going to separate. Yeah, the um, I know uh, the comp they threw out on the bar on the broadcast. I think was like uh, um, his name slipped my mind. Uh, the uh, Cardinal, Larry Fitz. No, 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 not Fitz. Uh, Fitz's partner. Fitz's partner in crime. Uh, oh, very physical. Fun. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Yep. Okay. That's oh, what they okay. threw out on the broadcast. Gotcha. I was going to say maybe Colston, Marquez Colston. Mm. He was also a big slot. He was like the original big slot that I can remember. I'm not saying Sean Payton invented that position. Like he and Victor Cruz were kind of the first. Yeah. I think he's he's probably quite a bit bigger than Victor Cruz. Uh, yeah. As far as weight. Because mm. um, what he, it was he like two, 215, 220? Uh, Mingo? Two twenty, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's definitely bigger because I think I think Cruz is around. You know, I mean, that's a, he, a monster to be running that fast. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Keep your eye on him. All right, yeah. Let's move on to running back. You're muted, Mike. Yep, that's because I was coughing earlier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, who impressed you guys most at running back, and why? You, Chad. Um, I'm going to say Zach Charbonnet. I thought he had a really good combine. You know, I, I think if you didn't go into the combine with the expectation that he was going to run a four, four, which I don't know where that came from, but apparently people were showing me in, in DMS and stuff that some draft sites had him running a four, four, four or something like that. Yeah. That, which is nuts. Uh, I mean, that should have never been an expectation for him. Uh, but I think a four five, four, what a four five, three, four five two, or something like that. I forgot what his time was, but um, I think that's a solid time for him. Four five three. Four five three. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's a solid time for him. Um, and I think his split was okay. I don't remember what the, what it was off the top of my head. Um, you know, average vert and and yeah. I mean, but you know, and then in the in the drills and stuff, he looked really quick. His feet looked quick. Uh, um, and I thought he just had a, a pretty decent day. He probably tested out, you know, in the top, you know, maybe, I don't even want to say, but I think in, in the top, you know, few few backs, I think, uh, maybe top 10 or something. So for me, I think that's a good day for him, especially with his with his size and, and uh, his ability to uh, break tackles and stuff. So Ninth out of the guys that ran. Ninth, nice. Okay. Faster than Tag Bigsby. Yeah. Which is good. Which yeah. is good. What did Tank Bigsby run? Uh four five six. Oh yeah. 
Both times, actually, I watched it. It's not impressive. Although he he looked really good in Dross. Bigsby, he didn't drop anything. He he looked exactly like Tank Bigsby. Yeah. Um, just does everything exactly right, but not really is it going to wow you. Um, I'm going to go with – it's hard to say because I, I have to say that I, I wasn't really wowed by a lot of guys. Um, Chase Brown kind of jumped out at me a little bit. Um, ran a 4 4 3. Um, actually, you know what? I, I'm going to go Deuce Vaughn is really who impressed me the most and not with his, not with the numbers. Um, just watching the drills. I just, he was really fun out there with the wide. Did you watch him, Chad? Yeah, man. That's what I was looking forward to the most. I think I, I put that out in the Patreon chat yeah. where I was like, Deuce Vaughn's the guy that I'm just super excited about with the drills because it's, he's going to be super freakishly, uh, you know, dynamic, but also just kind of funny. To look at because he's yeah. five. So. Well, and he was. He was. He 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 was just he was really smooth catching the ball. Really, he he looked bursty and dynamic. And so did A Chain, to be honest. His his 40 might have been a little bit disappointing. 432. <laughs> I I can't get it out with a straight face that 432 is disappointing. But Dad and I were talking before the uh before he ran, and we were both trying, we were both hoping he would go, you know. Yeah, Chad, Chad said four two two. I said four two eight. I see, and I thought I was crazy because I was like, I was like, man, he's gonna like he has a chance of of running really freaking fast, like low. I don't think I did. I say four two two. I know I said low four twos. I think you said four low four twos. I thought you said okay. So know. yeah, I like I, I thought it was possible he would low in, run in the in the low four twos, and then like when he ran what he did, I was like. I almost dropped an F bomb, but I was like, "Man, I must be insane." Oh, that's uh, okay. We've been explicit for a while. You can say "fuck" all you want. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So, um, but then I heard you know Daniel Jeremiah come out and say that you know he thought that that uh, A Chain had a chance of, of breaking the the record, the forty record. So I was like, "Okay, I'm not crazy because I thought he was really freaking fast." But uh, yeah, apparently, you know, maybe he just well, didn't have his best day or. He is really freaking fast, and I, I, I'll be honest, none of these times were what they thought. What I thought they would be, so maybe it was a slow track. Maybe there was a headwind. These things, when you're talking about fractions of a second, those things. Yeah. Matter. yeah. Well, I feel like too when it with someone like A Chain, I feel like he's one of the ones where there's more questions about his weight than anything else. So, do you put on a lot of that water weight and stuff when you go into the combine? And true. Run with have, yeah, that have, weight you're not used to having. I don't know. Yeah, he he weighed in um, one eighty eight, which is very impressive for me. So I guess that you know, the fact that he ran that fast at that weight, I, he was not draftable before the combine for me. And once he once I saw those, um, once I saw the the weight number, um, and he can actually perform at that weight, I'm good. What's yeah. crazy to me is he's only he only weighed in at ten pounds less or maybe eleven pounds less and uh and half an inch shorter than um Gibbs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but those eleven pounds mean- No, I know, but I know, but I thought it was gonna be significantly more than that. I thought Gibbs wow, was gonna weigh in, you know, at maybe two oh five, you know, hoping for two oh five, two oh seven range around there and i thought he was 511 you know and he ended up being 59 and 198 or 199 or wherever he came in at 
But I just remember being shocked by that. And then, you know, compared to A-Chain, who I thought was going to be a little bit lighter than, than he came in at and a little bit maybe even shorter than he came in at. Um, so the difference just isn't as jarring as I thought it would be. Deuce Vaughn was heavier than I thought he would be as well. Uh, maybe that's why he didn't run the 40. But A-Chain, yeah. A-Chain ran the the Deuce Daily drill. You know what I'm talking about? where they have the three, it's like choppy feet, choppy feet, and then you have to run and cut. Yeah, he ran, yeah. He ran that better than anybody. From Oh, for sure. From what I could see, like he like dominated that drill. Although, yeah, I mean, it looked like it was his drill. I mean, he yeah, <laughs> it looked like he's been doing that every day since birth. The first one, though, he didn't cut around the dummy. He just bolted over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the feet looked. I mean, his feet are so quick, man. He, I really liked what I saw out of him. He's he's now rookie draftable for me in the second round. I'll take a flyer on him and see if he because he's never going to be a lead back. He doesn't have that size, but he's the type of guy that could be a weak winner for you. You know, I don't know, six to eight times a year you throw him in, and then the other eight times he at least gets you ten points because he's involved. But you know, six to eight times a year he's going to hit a home run for you. I feel like right. Yeah. Yeah, there's. It's a shame there were no like really freakishly standout performances in this combine for the running backs. They were all just kind of, you know, as far good. as the forty. Yeah, um, yeah, the drills. There were some really good performances, um, but yeah, as far as you know, even like I think we or I kind of mentioned it before, but Tank Bigsby, uh, Tank Bigsby, definitely not Tank Bigsby. Bijan Robinson's um, combine. I mean, it was good, and he looked really good, and he looked super chiseled, and he looked, you know, the part and everything. But then, you know, you compare that his numbers to, you know, Saquon and Jonathan Taylor, and he's just not that level athlete, Um, which is fine because the production is just out of this world insane. Um, The other, the other one. Did you guys realize Edger and James ran a four three eight? Yeah, he's fast. He's fast boy. Insane. Yeah, and his size—he was huge. That's—I mean—and they wore the big shoulder pads too back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I remember him dicing us up a bunch of times and just four three eight. Yeah, he's know, a fast boy as a two hundred twenty-five pound back or whatever he was. That's insane. And and Jonathan Taylor too. I mean, I mean, Jonathan was, Taylor was no Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I mean, what did Saquon Barkley did like the 225? Saquon Barkley lifted a 225 like 29 times or 28 times or something crazy like that and jumped like a 41 vert and (laughs) and ran a 4-4 flat. Was it 4-4? Taylor was sub 4-4. No, he beat him by one one hundredth of a second, but Barkley outdid him by a, a huge margin in almost every other event. Gotcha. I didn't yeah, know. I mean, no, Barkley's like, I remember that combine because I was like, oh, I hope the Jacks get this guy, which we did, which, whatever. So, anyways, um, yeah, there was no there was no performances like that, but, you know, it was fun seeing Bijan, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's impressive. He's yeah. really impressive. Smooth, flawless. Um, I mean, he's solidified himself as the Dynasty 101, in my opinion. For sure. For sure. All right. Mike, move us on. 
What about tight ends, guys? Let's hear. I know I was I was texting you guys earlier in the week, and I was looking at Kuiper's uh, mock draft two point or whatever, and there were like four or five. Yeah, you said five in, tight ends in the first round. First round, it's something yeah, like that. I'm, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring it up to check for sure. But um, what, what did you guys see from? The yeah, don't be slandering uh, Mel Kuiper on this <laughs> podcast. He's gonna hear he's gonna hear it and give us a call. Oh yeah, that's right. We're gonna hear from his people. Uh, I'm going to go first because there's a guy I love. Um, and it was, I, I noticed it mostly on the gauntlet and that's Will Mallory. Um, dude has the softest hands, man. And he's maybe a little bit undersized and is probably not going to be a great inline blocker, but dude, I'm telling you, he is a natural receiver. He looked really good. And then he ran, uh, let's see. I'm sorry, I should have brought up Will Mallory before this, but um, I think he was the fastest tight end. Five results, 40 tight ends. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to see his uh his performance, so that'd be Yeah, I know he looked really good, really smooth, really um really soft hands. He looked like a big ass receiver running the gauntlet. Yeah, I've wa- I watched a few Miami games and and he looked, you know, pretty good. But there's just there's so many good tight ends in this class. It's yeah, it's gonna be super interesting to see where they all end up. All right, so yeah, he's under he's undersized for four, for sure for a tight end six four and a half two thirty nine, but yeah. four five four forty at that size is pretty damn good. One five nine split is really good. Thirty six six and a half bird is not great. Um, and 10-1 broad is not great either. Um, 20 on the bench press is okay for a tight end. But, man, he just looks so smooth. He's my um, he, he's my vote for – or my nomination for this year's Isaiah Likely. Just somebody that can be taken and used as a big, as a big slot or just a big outside receiver and somebody that you can move around a bit. He just looks so smooth and so natural with his hands that I think he, he can just be kind of used as a chess piece and make sure that you get the right player covering him and it, it mismatches all that. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. I, I, I can't say that I watched a whole hell of a lot of him, but um, and I don't think he was a very productive player. So No, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. The option score is like a 69. It's really bad. Um, the other one I liked was Sam Laporta. He also ran like a – he ran a four five nine. Um, he looked really good too in the drills. Uh, I, I actually thought he he stood out in the drills. He's six three two forty five, so a little bit bigger, but not really. Um, also a little smaller, but had some better production. Um, Iowa, I can't say I've watched him at all. Yeah. Um, I didn't really. I had heard the name, but I didn't know who he was at all. But he looked he looked good. He looked like a receiver out there. Yeah, I like Sam Laporta. Um, the the one guy that I that I w- was very curious about, I, I won't say that you know, I mean, I obviously was very impressed by uh, Zach Kuntz, but yeah. I have not seen anything because I just never watched Old Dominion. <laughs> and yeah, I wrote some of his stuff down here uh, while I was watching the combine because I was like, I mean, absolutely insane. So you know, he's six seven. Uh, I think. I didn't write down his weight, but I think it was around 260. Um, and 
he ran a four five five. Four five five, yeah. Yeah, one point five seven uh ten yard split, forty inch vert. How do you how are you six seven and can <laughs> jump forty inches? Like what does that make you like uh fifty feet tall? Like what what is it like? I don't understand how is that even physically possible? It makes you a switchable wing in the NBA. Well, who allowed that? <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then his broad was was ten eight, uh, and he was one of the guys that actually did the shuttle and yeah, the bench. He did everything, didn't he? Yeah, which was really impressive. So I think he he put up twenty three reps. Uh, so it has something about him there. Four one two shuttle at his size. Four one two, yeah. He's so seven two fifty five. I know, like people that don't like watch this shit or or just study it, like or prep for it, probably don't understand. That's disgusting. Yeah, so I know nothing about him. I'm not saying he's a great player. I know nothing about him. I've never watched Old Dominion. Well, that's a lie. But I haven't watched Old Dominion this past season <laughs> at all. Old Dirty um, Yeah, and uh, so he probably – I mean, maybe he sucks. But, God, that's impressive, man. See, to be got, that weight and that height, like that is freak athleticism. Freak yeah. athleticism. Out of everyone that we've talked about, um, the – the testing score, so NFL gives them an athleticism score based on their on their um, test on their combine results. Who, which which side are you on? NFL, NFL. Oh, NFL, NFL.com. So they everybody else that we've been talking about has either been in the seventies or eighties. Um, Koontz is a ninety-four. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm surprised uh, it's not even higher than that. I mean, number one out of tight ends. I actually didn't. I didn't look at uh, Anthony Richardson. I'm going to look at him right now. Oh, he's got to be 99th. I don't think anybody's ever done what he did. It's not a percentile. It's just a score. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, it's not like his uh, his workout metrics. Oh, it is a 90th. He is, is a 90th. All, all above 90th percentile. So, yeah, his athleticism is off the charts. Interesting. Um. But yeah, so I, I was just very, very, very surprised by him, and very interested to find out more about him. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna check him out, and I'm sure I'll, I'll come back in a future show and tell everybody what I think. But so, <clears throat> can I tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. You do your job. <laughs> no, no. First of all, I just, I just wanted to, to fix myself. He had four. Mel Kiper had four tight ends in the first round. So yeah, don't fine. slander Mel Kiper. So That's it, it Mayor Mayor Kincaid, Musgrave in Washington. So no, no Mayor no, Kincaid, no. Musgrave in Washington. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, a lot of people stuff. are down on on. Um, a, I'm still out on a chain at cost. Brian Ford uh, yeah, says in the chat. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure he's going to be very divisive. He's going to be a guy where some people are just not drafting him at all, and. Some people are saying, okay, well, if I can get him in the, you know, mid-second, late-second, then that's going to be cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know where I fit. I think the NFL is going to dictate a lot of that, where he's drafted, when he's drafted, um, because his measurables are just so um, unorthodox that I don't feel like, you know, as a, as a non-NFL decision-maker myself – Right. I'm not going to be able to give him playing time. So if he's if he's, you know, selected in the fourth, fifth round, then he's not going to be on my draft board. But, you know, if he's if he's a day two pick, then I mean, hey, the NFL telling you what they think about him. 
Exactly. So Darnell Washington in the sled blocking drill was completely different than anyone else. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, it was special. He took four strides and moved the sled five yards further than anyone. Where everybody <laughs> else was taking 10 or 15 strides and moving it a little bit, he took four strides and was already downfield. The, the man is... I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow a line from from Brian Ford who borrowed a line from Game of Thrones when the hooker saw Hodor's um, unit. She and she goes, "You must be part giant." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darnell Washington, <laughs> part giant, and nice. he also had a ridiculous one-handed catch in the drills that was sick. That was a better catch than anybody in the entire day. Wide receivers included. It was awesome. And he didn't get nice. his, he didn't get his second toe in bounds, so it didn't count. <laughs> but Coots uh, jumps eleven inches higher than he does. So <laughs> that makes I mean that makes no difference at all to what we're talking about. I just, no, I know, but it's they're both six game. seven. So I was like, that's that's fun to think about. They could have both been out in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, um, I will tell you that Will Mallory dropped for me. He looks stiffer than I expected. Um, He had a couple drops. He fell. Um, He didn't look good. Yeah. I mean, everybody was kind of falling, though. I think on that, that that turf was pretty beat up, you know. Uh, There was a lot of slipping going on. There was some slipping going on, but, I mean. I don't understand why they do it on turf there in Indy, but... um, yeah. I guess because the dome and stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, it, it seems like it, everybody loses their footing there. Yeah, I don't know why it started there, but at this point, it seems like it's just like tradition. Yeah, there forever. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't really notice him um, in the drills, but I think during the tight end drills, I was really just in and out. Um, so I don't have anything written down for yeah, him. I was a little. Uh, I I, how, just I just he didn't pop for me, and I didn't think he looked good in. The gauntlet, like I said, he he just he looks stiff. He fell. He dropped some balls. He, he didn't look great. Um, he's got to drop a little bit for me. Not, you know, not tremendously far in a tight end premium. He's still a late first rounder. But I had him at like 107, 108. You know, and mm. he's not what I he's not what I expected. Disappointed that Musgrave didn't really compete. Um, or Darnell Washington. Those are probably the the top two um what everybody thought were going to be the top two athletes right oh wait yeah i mean i really i really wanted to see uh dalton kincaid um what his what his testing would come in at oh i guess um wait luke musgrave did run yeah i thought he didn't run okay he's a four six one oh no he did that's right everyone i I kept hearing he was going to be in the four fours and I did not see it on tape. Really? Yeah. I didn't see it on tape. And Chad, this is why I didn't want to do tight ends last week. I thought he had a pretty I thought he had a pretty good day, uh, Musgrave. I mean, I don't think I think, yeah, maybe the four six is a little little slower than what people anticipated. Average across the board. But I, I remember thinking he was all right. Uh all right, four six one, one five four split, thirty six vert, ten five broad, didn't do anything else. I think it's okay. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Across the board. Six six two fifty three. Um, probably a little, 
probably a little thin for his height, but um, I, just on tape, I never thought he popped as much as other people say. And let me tell you something. The man cannot block, so he will never be a traditional tight end. Yeah. He, he's not even the type of guy that can learn the block. Like he, <laughs> He's not. He gave effort, but just couldn't do it. I, I watched it. It's ugly. And so, Jesse knows because he's been teaching tight ends to block for I years. Have, I have with my, you know, <laughs> my 15 years of experience. Yeah. Seriously, though, I, I watched him because um, my conversation, our conversation with, I had a conversation with Dallas and uh, um, Dallas Heider, the um, resident DWZ uh, rookie expert, you know, told me to go look at that, and I did. And it's it's fucking bad, man. Nice. So, I mean, I not nice. Not no, nice. Not nice. So Luke Musgrave to me is eh, 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 don't take him before the third round, in my opinion. Cool. Um. Yeah. Uh, is there is there anything else? Hour. You're in about an hour, so I did that. The, those were all the questions I had. So unless there's anybody else, maybe one last guy we didn't talk about that you guys wanted to. I have one last one. Do you, Chad? No, I don't have one last guy. Um, uh, Xavier Hutchinson did one thing that was really interesting to me, and that was the um, his, his – I think it was his three con. Mm-hmm. He was uh, second or third in three cone at his height out of all the wide receivers. was was pretty impressive. So – all right, here he is. So Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State. Yeah, he's one of the guys that it, he's one of the the tier of big receivers that we wanted to see um, test, just to see what he was all about. Didn't run real fast, you know, four five three thirty six inch vert, not great. Um, the three cone six nine one is actually really good for his size, I guess, because he was just. Um, compared to other receivers in this class was really good. Was it? Yeah, let me look. I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but that doesn't sound super impressive. I don't know. No, no, what's on Reddit? Um, sound impressive coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it's crazy how little of the wide receivers did the, the three cone. Um one, two, three, four. He was fifth. Um, out of about 15 wide receivers that ran it. So okay. You, oh, so, all right. So the, there there are a couple other things that I want to bring up real quick. Number one, Jack JSN was um, first by a lot in three cone at a 6.57, and that um, just kind of shows what he can do. He didn't run the 40. But all his other testing numbers were really, really good. Nice. So don't worry about JSN. Um Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia. Anybody ever heard of this guy? Nope. Chad? No. What school does he go to? West Virginia. No, I haven't watched a lot of West Virginia. All right. 6'4", 221, ran a 438, 41. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember him on the broadcast. Yep. Yeah, that was really impressive. Four one five shuttle is really good too at his size. Six nine seven uh three cone is lit. No. <laughs> um 
but holy shit. Six four. Let me say it again. Six four two twenty two twenty one ran a four three eight with a forty one inch vert. That's yeah. Uh, that's uh, the athleticism score is an eighty eight. So that's uh, out of a guy I've never heard of. This is sort of maybe like the the Vellis Jones or the Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, I and I I don't know I don't know really anything about him, so I don't know yeah, how productive he was. But I think if he was a productive player, I would probably know more about him. Oh, he was not. His production score is a fifty-nine. Okay, so he yeah. didn't do the damn thing in college, apparently. Yeah, he's probably going to be one of those late-round picks. Uh, but yeah, that's that's super super impressive. Keep him in. Keep him like just keep him on your radar. That it just seems to me that this is the type of player that sometimes. Like like last year, I didn't know who Velis. All I'm saying is, I didn't know who Velis Jones or Tyquan Thornton were until the combine, and then mm-hmm. left when they they both got overdrafted because of their testing numbers. Yeah, Could well, the Raiders got to pick at some point. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it, I I got one question for you guys. So, is there any guy after the combine, and not just saying this has to be specifically about the combine, but just all the information that you've gathered thus far, because you know we're always learning new things, and especially in the Patreon chat with every how lively it is this time of year. Um, you know, we're all we're we're all just in the learning process. Is there one guy that you've kind of found out more information about, or maybe you know you're just getting introduced to, or maybe you've had a, a long introduction to them? Um, already, and you know a lot about them, but you found something else you really like about them. Just any kind of player like that going into the draft, you're very excited about, and you think you're going to try to get some shares of. Mike, give me a second to think. I'm thinking. Oh, I'm sorry. Clarify just just a player that I love that I that I'm excited. To yeah, get. I mean anything. So you know, just that you found more information about during this process, or. You know, people have told you something about them. You've gone back and looked and, and found something new about them. Just any anything that kind of comes to you that, that you know, yeah. you want to talk about. Yeah, Zay Flowers and Marvin Mims. Those are both players that I was – I had as, as late second-round picks. Um, and, and I've, through the process, learned a lot more about them and have moved them up to high second-round picks. Just the athleticism is, is a lot better. Um, the Zay Flowers hands are just absolutely elite. Uh, Marvin Mims has good hands too. So yeah, both of those players are really like. Um, also, a guy that we haven't brought up tonight is uh, uh, Parker Washington. I did not see him at the combine. I know he didn't run a forty. I don't know if he tested at all. But uh, if you listen to my father, he's going to be one of the best <laughs> players in the NFL because he went to Penn State. But um, I. Keep your eye on him. I think he could develop into a good wide receiver too in the NFL. You know, he is a guy that I have on my radar as like a early third as a rookie pick as of this point. Nice. What about you, Mike? Um, I'm looking at I think Rashi Rice is one that I've yeah. really grown has grown on me a lot and I've been hearing more and more about and then i think his combine will only help him so um like i said for me a lot of this goes into draft capital so i'll get a lot more excited come the nfl draft uh, yeah when, I, when that's when you see what these things actually teams actually think of them so you know last year we were thinking 
Malik was still going to be a you know late first round pick or something like that, and doesn't get picked until the third. So um, I don't think we'll have any of that with the quarterbacks this year, but it'll be interesting. It's, I, I think it'll be interesting with the running backs. How many go in like the first three rounds could be really interesting. Really shake things, change the dynasty landscape. Nice man. Yeah, for me, um, there's one guy that I watched a little bit of because um, you know I really like the quarterback they had last year and everything, but. Um, uh, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of Cincinnati, but I watched some. Um, and I've been trying to do a player a week, um, and just kind of get as acclimated to them as I, as I possibly can be. Um, and he, Tyler Scott's been the guy this, this week for me, you know, ending today. Um, and then just seeing his his numbers with running the the four 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 and um, his ten yard split was impressive. I don't remember what it was. Uh, you know the thirty nine and a half vert um, and a pretty good broad jump. He he just he tested really really well. Um, and the more that I I saw him on tape, the more I liked him. Um, and then just going through and reading a lot of the uh, you know, scouting experts that I respect and, and their opinions on him seems to be they're pretty high on him as well. So he might be a guy that not a lot of people are talking about, but might end up going a little bit higher than people are getting him, giving him credit for. So he's a guy that I'm, I'm really excited about, and I'm, I really want to see where he ends up. So I only know who he is from Sleeper. Every time I go into, uh, like, the draft room on, on in one of my leagues in Sleeper, there are two T. Scots next to each other. One of them is Tyler Scott, and I think the other one is Tucker Scott. So I'm interested to see which T Scott is better. Nice, yeah, it's probably going to be Tyler Scott. He's he's a he's a he's a bad guy. Um, so yeah, go go ahead and check him out um, if you have some time, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I think he's I will yeah a guy that people are just not talking about much, and yeah, he might I find himself you know in in the second round and and has some decent draft capital, and um, he's he's a good player. Huh. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely take a look at it. Right out. Hey, are we going to do our draft special again this year? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Throw so some Jeopardy Mike, in there. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, I was about to say. Uh, that was going to be really awkward if you asked that on air and I was like, yeah, and Mike was like, no. <laughs> well, what I was so... going to say is tough, so I'm doing it without you. <laughs> it's the end of April, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's when the semester's wrapping up. So yeah. So we'll do it on day two, Friday night. Um, last year, I think we went four and a half, five hours. I fell asleep. Oh, yeah. I fell asleep too. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I think. I think at some point, like we had Patreon members and stuff uh, on the stream, just carrying the stream. I was Brian. Know? actually <laughs> bro oh, was it i, I was asleep yes. so i didn't know so thank you brian yeah the fourth member of our broadcast just came nice <laughs> yeah right on all right so that was a hell of a that was a hell of a broadcast or that was a hell of a podcast i keep saying broadcast <laughs> it's because you're stuck in the 50s jesse you know <laughs> world war ii has ended oh, God. <laughs> emergency broadcasts are over oh my god <laughs> 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 I'm gonna end this on this. I saw something today that the young folks these days are doing a thing called um uh I don't know what it's called, but they do as little as possible on Mondays. Oh, bare minimum Mondays, right? And they just go into work and they do as little as possible on a Monday because they're hungover. 
And uh, whoever I heard say this <laughs> made a really good point. Like, uh, <laughs> all the World War II veterans are just rolling in their graves because that's what they died for. For me, <laughs> that's what they gave their lives. So. I thought bare minimum Mondays were just Monday. that's like every that's every single monday we didn't have to name it just do it just do the bare minimum and then you know it is what it is if they don't tell everybody what they're doing and why that they don't feel seen yeah Yeah. just do a football podcast you dumb shit what happened to people just doing the bare minimum and just not having to explain it to everybody (laughs) the good old days (laughs) Oh God, Mike! Do you think we could have gone all night with this shit? Uh, not all night, but yeah, definitely to the wee hours. I think an hour is pretty good. Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when will this end? Never. Not not just the podcast, but when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak